0: Hi again, everyone. Thanks for joining Technically Speaking here on LJN Radio. I'm Tim Muma, and we're tackling social media for this episode, particularly touching on the seven deadly sins of marketing. On the phone with us to discuss this topic is Sherry Simonette, digital marketing manager and the principal owner of Mark Consulting. Sherry, thanks for coming on the show with us. Thank you for having me. I wanted to start off, we're going to get into some details as far as the seven deadly sins of social media, what that means Exactly. But we always like to get the take of our experts on defining a term, especially one that we hear about social media and marketing. But how would you define marketing in today's world, particularly as we're talking about utilizing social media?
1: Well, marketing has changed a lot from traditional media when digital came into the scene. And today it's more of a two way conversation versus the one way conversation. Traditional media just comes at you, it speaks at you and not with you. And with social media, it's a total different engagement and it's a two-way conversation or at least it should be if people are using their social media correctly.
0: So would you say then at this point it's absolutely vital for a company and organization to have a presence within social media somewhere at least see them somewhere? Well
1: it's imperative that they have some type of online presence and if that's just their website at least they have something. I think it is it is going in the direction where there's enough people on social media that it's not an imperative but it is important mm-hmm. and the bottom line is businesses have to do really do take a look at where their audience is at where their customers are there's so many businesses that think they have to have a facebook a pinterest they have to have everything because everybody has everything right but if you if your customers aren't out there there's no point in having it uh the whole point for social is it's a launching pad to your website mm. where you then convert people to actually being customers. Right. Your social, social media is supposed to be for engagement and you know, increasing brand loyalty, gaining new uh, visibility to people who didn't know about you, but they're not going to buy from you on, their, on the social media channel. And that's the whole point of having a website presence sure. is to promote your brand and get more customers.
0: Well, we are going to jump into, as I said, those specific uh, deadly sins, so to speak, uh, things basically to avoid doing on social media. But before we get to that, what would you say truly is the greatest challenge right now for employers when it comes to social media marketing?
1: I think it's setting correct expectations, of what they're going to get out of it, mm-hmm. but also actually gauging the performance of it. So many people just start on a social media initiative and they don't really have a game plan of what it's supposed to accomplish for them and you know it's it's social media is not going to generate revenue for you it's going to be one component that gets you to building your business and building your bottom line and a lot of businesses don't understand that and don't set goals and then don't monitor their goals which is your basic principle of business but (laughs) most people forget it when it comes to social media
0: right yeah we definitely have seen and heard that you know people see it as kind of just this playground they throw stuff out there and and hope for the best. Uh, but that's why we're here. We're here to have experts on, like you, to talk about some of these areas that they could improve, or at least in this case, avoid being that organization. So, as I mentioned, seven deadly sins. Uh, this came originally from a cartoon strip by Tom Fishburn, if I recall correctly. Yes. And it's the idea again: those seven deadly sins—lust, sloth, gluttony, pride, greed, envy, and wrath—and how they apply to social media. So, I'll leave it with you to start. Which one did you like the most, or I guess in this case, dislike the most, or what would you like to start with as far as uh, what you caught your eye with these seven deadly sins?
1: Well, you know, that's a tough question because they all did. And, <laughs> you know, all of them inclusive. It, the, the reason the uh, cartoon resonated with me so much was it embodies everything that I preach mm-hmm. when I'm talking to businesses about what they should and shouldn't do. And it totally encapsulates what we were just talking about prior, how it should be a two-way conversation. and right. shouldn't just be throwing your message out there. And, you know, one of the blog posts I wrote about recently was if you're a furniture store, you shouldn't just push coupons out there. You should give useful information that helps people that makes them want to come out there. Mm -hmm. And I had this conversation with one. I said, if you gave me tips on how to get stains out of my couch, Mm -hmm. I would go out there and visit you. And I would be loyal to you when the time came and right. they looked at me like I was crazy because their <laughs> job is not to, I said, I'm going to buy a couch when I have the money to buy a couch, not right. when I have a stain. So if you help me with whatever problem that I have that relates to your product, you've just gained loyalty from me. You don't want me just for my money. You care about me. You know, I don't have money. You're going to help me prolong the life of the furniture I do have because you know when the time comes. I'm going to come to you more than anybody else. Sure. So yeah. they don't think of it that way.
0: Yeah. To me, that sounds like the greed component, uh, the subheading under that was we are awesome as is the sale. That kind of sounds like utilizing social media just to try to get people to buy stuff, which uh, doesn't tend to work, as you said there. And there's kind of a different component to that. Similarly, I wanted to touch on the one uh, pride and the subheading for that you had was we're awesome. Please retweet. Uh, tell me about pride in social media
1: every everybody in this culture these days have has uh, become all about me and very narcissistic <laughs> so people don't come out there to hear you toot your horn about yourself i would say the one exception to that is if you do a lot of work in the community and mm-hmm. you want to get that information out there but your product should speak for itself and you know you want to convey the value of your product but there's kind of a fine line where You have to make sure you're not just pushing your message at them again. Right. You need to make sure that you're having, you're engaging with them and not just sitting there tooting your horn and doing that exclusively. Uh,
0: Another one on the list of seven deadly sins, gluttony, which when I hear that, I just think of laziness in general. Uh, What details can you give us regarding that deadly sin?
1: Well, there's a number of things. The... One would be actually, uh, and it kind of touches on a few other things in in the cartoon, they all kind of overlap each other in one way or another. But purchasing likes uh, was one thing that doesn't do you any good that a lot of businesses do that. Our government, in fact, many branches of our government have used tax dollars to buy likes for their social feeds, Mm -hmm. which is such a surprise, right? That they would need (laughs) to buy likes to gain credibility. Strange. Yeah. So, you know, that expectation of of likes and trying to get out there and gain more, You know that again, there was uh, a few of the sins that touched on asking to be liked, like me. And I have a situation where I really resent when I'm forced to being liked, to like somebody that I don't like. And I had to do it recently when I uh, had bought a prom dress for my daughter, which I resented the price that I had to pay for a prom dress for a couple of hours. (laughs) And they said, well, if you like us on Facebook, we can give you 10% off. Oh,
0: and I don't yep. like
1: them. I didn't like them at all. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> but my daughter was standing there, and I said, pull out your phone, like them, and mm-hmm. show them that they're liked. Gluttony kind of uh, plays into that a little bit.
0: Well, and, and as you said, they do overlap. Obviously, uh, you know, for those who know more of the seven deadly slants sloth would technically probably be the one that would be considered actual laziness, gluttony, more of the uh, kind of overindulgence of, in this case, stuffing everyone's feed with spam is uh, is what the term was there that you had. Along those lines with sloth and the idea of laziness, the mention there is we can treat all social networks the same. Why is that a huge mistake for marketing?
1: Because the, the different personas that are out there, somebodys on a, a Twitter feed isn't necessarily somebody that is going to be on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. The person that you're trying to reach, the audience that you're trying to reach, isn't going to be on every single channel. And that's where, as a business, you have to identify who is it you're trying to reach. You have to look at your existing customers, and you have to actually draw a multidimensional picture of them instead of thinking of them as one-dimensional, where they're a certain age, a certain uh, gender, income level education level, you have to look at them as multidimensional. What do they do with their day? When they get home from work, do they check Facebook? Are they on LinkedIn throughout the day just kind of checking the feed and, and checking the interaction with their colleagues there? So you have to actually identify where the people are going to be at that you truly want to reach right? and then focus on those channels. So that means you can cast your net really wide, but the larger you cast your net, the more. Holes there are in in between the netting, so you're not going to capture everything that you truly want to capture.
0: No, I think that's great advice there, and even touched on it earlier. The the feeling of even needing to be on everything can be a mistake that people make. So I think that is definitely a consistent message there. You're treating this one. I thought was really interesting. The idea of envy, and of course. The way it was laid out, I thought was fascinating because it's, you're using in the line there hashtags, which if anybody, especially on Twitter, but also on Facebook um, knows that's how you follow a trend, look up a subject, that kind of thing. Why could that be a problem if people are utilizing certain topics or subject matter when they're talking about marketing?
1: The hashtagging has to be done correctly. And there's a number of of rules that apply. And like you said, people identify certain hashtags, they follow those, they find topics of interest based on that. I think one thing that bothers me is when I see businesses, every single thing that they tweet out there doesn't have to do with their business as a whole, but because they tweeted it they felt like they had to put hashtag and their name in there. Oh okay. Which their name their name is already in there because right. you've got identify who they are. It's kind of its own entity, hashtagging, and it changes all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's cer- certain rules to hashtagging where there's studies that show if you do more than one hashtag, it's more, more likely to be seen than if you just did one alone. If you did two or three hashtags, it's going get to get more exposure, obviously.
0: With that, it mentions in there about being patient when it comes to, and it's, again, this could apply to any of the seven deadly sins in social media in general. Why would you preach patience when it comes to anything related to social media?
1: Well, you're not going to get results overnight. You're not going to get visitors to your social channels immediately. You're not going to get the likes and the followers. It takes time. There's the expectation that if you tell people I'm out there, like me, you put coupons out there that they can use only if they they like you or follow you, that that is going to boost your exposure. And Mm -hmm. the reality is you it takes time unless you're going to buy followers, (laughs) which really is misrepresenting your brand because it's not really giving you any credibility there.
0: Right. Well, and I see, you know, you mentioned there the buying the followers. I I personally don't understand how that would actually ever help you in the end. And that was listed under the lust category. Do you see that as being a strategy that companies are still using? Do you see that as being something that's kind of faded from existence? What has been your take on that?
1: Oh, I think it's definitely still there because I I talk to businesses all the time that they measure their value based on the number of likes and followers they have. Sure. But if you have all those likes, do they like you enough to buy from you? Do they like you enough to be a loyal customer to your brand? So I, I just had a new follower on Twitter and they followed me and said... You can get 10,000 likes for free today, and a bonus of 10,000 <laughs> retweets and and, it's like, <laughs> and when they came up with the like and and all of those measurements, it had credibility in the beginning. Sure. The purpose of it was, you know, to show people like you that's an endorsement of your product. But then they had all the robots be developed where people could actually make money on it, and everybody wants to be liked. Right. So it does kind of you take it personally when, when you're not liked and when there's not enough people out there liking it. So, and I I tell business all the time, that's not how you measure the performance of your social media with how you measure the performance is How many of them are going out to your website and actually digging into what your product or service is Mm -hmm. and then actually becoming a customer for you.
0: Right. I think you bring up a great point there about the uh, the whole idea of likes and followers and, and all that kind of stuff. How it had a lot of value possibly at the beginning, but uh, as we've seen from human nature, we'll uh, we'll somehow try to take advantage of it and, and make it something it's not. So I think that's an excellent point that you, you mentioned there. The last one I want to touch on was the idea of wrath. And what do you see when somebody says wrath on social media? What would that look like from a marketing standpoint?
1: Well, then it, it gets back into um, it actually engaging with them. If, sure. if you have to shout louder and push more coupons at them or you know, push more things that really are of no value to them. It's not going to do you any good in the long run. You have to constantly think about engaging with your audience. And a lot of the benefit to marketers for the social feeds is you have a free focus group to you there. Mm. You have all the insight into how you can improve your your brand. You have insight into research and development. If people are making comments about, gee, it would be nice if you had this. This is great, but right. have you ever thought... So, I mean, this is a tool for businesses to do research and development and do focus groups and to hear what people are saying about their product and service. What's wrong with it? It's actually better to know what's wrong with it than what's right with it because that's only going to help you improve and develop uh, new products that are of value. The whole point is your product or service has to fill a need, whether it's a business or business to business or business to consumer. It has to fill a need and you're not going to know what the needs are if you're not listening to your potential customers or your existing customers out there.
0: Well, Sherry, uh, you've given us some good insight and some nice examples as well. Our listeners always like that when we get some real-life examples uh, that you, do, you were able to bring up for us. As we look to close out the show, what would you want to leave the listeners with regarding just in general, anything you'd like to emphasize about social media and utilizing that arena really for marketing?
1: I guess the one thing I can't emphasize enough is don't go on a social channel unless you have actually identified your existing customer base, your best customers that you have right now. Are they out there? because your best customers are who you want to clone and you want to get more of them in. So you have to identify who they are, where they are, and then focus on those channels. And then before you actually get a campaign going, you should identify what your goals are. What do you want to accomplish and set realistic goals? A goal should not be, I want a thousand likes within the first week Mm -hmm. because that is highly unrealistic. So you have to actually look, if you're going to put the resources and time and effort into having a social channel, you should put some objectives in place of what you want to reach and then monitor them and make sure that you're actually reaching the goals and adjust your goals accordingly. Maybe even identify you're not on the right channel. Hmm.
0: I think that's a good place for us to close out this edition. Sherry, thanks again for coming on and sharing with us today. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Well, that will officially wrap it up for this edition of Technically Speaking. Again, we are speaking with Sherry Simonette digital marketing manager, and the principal owner of DMARC Consulting. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at the LJN. You can also send us an email, Radio at localjobnetwork.com. And please check out the rest of our shows. You can find us on iTunes in the iTunes store under LJN Radio. For everyone here at the Local Job Network, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.